the at some point in your songs. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's Afro, but I'm not like it's not like some something foreign. I mean, but it's also like why I was wondering that I was because I listened to your songs about maybe twenty times on the way home today. And I was like, why, why that? And what, what inspired you to start saying like Afro boy in the middle of all your songs? So that's my first question for you. So I'm, I'm, I'm originally African. Yeah. I was born in Uganda, mm. came here and starting the journey that I did, I wanted to keep a level of authenticity and originality for myself. My dad always told me that anything that I do, I need to make sure I trademark it, make myself stand out. So speak from things that are original okay. enhance originality and Afro boy came to me because you can take the kid out, out of Africa but you can't take Africa, Africa out of the kid you know yes sir yes sir so I, I that's obviously what you know people would assume I just didn't want to assume because you know I like that you get a little nugget about your dad there so told you always wanted to stand out yeah so standing out has that always been something that's very important to you like since you were even like really really little I would say it's something that came easy to me. Okay. There yeah. are things that are very innate and natural. That in of itself, I've been charismatic, enthusiastic, so standing out just happened natural. It wasn't anything I was looking for. So it also, but it, like I think when it comes to standing out, that manifests in certain ways. Like with you, it happened to be music was a piece of that. Yeah. So how does that translate to your music and then also like your daily life as well? Like how, how can how do you see your like charisma and just your ability to stand out translate to like these different things, whether it's a hobby or, or just every day? Similar to what you said, we all mirror the world or other people in some sort of way. I'm naturally observing. I'm the type of person where I'm going to take in my environment everywhere that I see my circumstance and see how can I implement myself to the best way possible. That's something where it takes time and it's very, it's a skill. It's not a a lot of people don't have that ability to do it. And when you kind of step back, because it's a third person type of thing where it's, you have to observe everyone around you you have to observe how they all interact with each other. And then lastly, you observe yourself. So you take all of those three factors into play. It's easy for you to come up with some sort of formula or some sort of metric to make yourself stand out naturally mm-hmm. without it being forced. Yeah. You can like, you just kind of like see it in a way. Like Easily. You, yeah. Really? So where, where, where do you, do you have anything? Cause this is, a, it's very high level talk and I'm with you. But not everyone's with you. So what is and can you like explain maybe with like an example of what of what that would mean? It's I know it's not really something that Okay. So for relatability, eighth grade was the first time that I picked up on it. Okay. I used to have a group of friends where I was shy internally. They were so high energy up here, right? Anytime they came in the classroom, they start cracking jokes. They say whatever the first thing came to their mind. Now it's easy to look at that and think to yourself, man, I wish that could be me, right? Then you start putting yourself in that circle and then you become that, man, I wish it was me. Now that's really me. That's who I am, right? So you adopt these personalities and then you act one way with a certain group of people, but then you act another way with another group of people. And then you ask yourself, well, which one feels more me? 
which one resonates more so it was easier for me to pick the level of friends where it's i walk in and i just do whatever i want because that's always been my demeanor as i said earlier you know I never looked to stand out. It's just some way, somehow the universe manifested groups or certain circumstances for me to fall back into alignment with who I am. Okay, so I've actually been doing a lot of, uh, not research, because that's not what it is, but I've been doing a lot of like thinking on just the idea of environment and like what an environment is, like what your environment is, how much that impacts you, mm. even little things. Like, you know, say you want to start going to the gym more. Yeah. better have your running shoes out because that'll make it way easier to just throw on your shoes and go to the gym. So how much do you feel like, and I feel like from what you're saying, environment, you agree that environment is a bigger part of your life. Do you tailor your environment? Like, are you building at this point in your life? Are you building what it is that is around you, who it is that is around you? Or are you kind of saying how it was at that time where God was almost like interfering and making it so that yeah. your environment fit you? That's a unique question. I like that. I would say yes to answer it. Starting out, no. It was on autopilot for me, so I was a yeah. leaf in the wind. I was just going with whatever life gave me, but still having that demeanor in the back of my head that I want to stand out, regardless, even if it's me next to one person who knows multiple people, right? Mm -hmm. And you still see the correlation where I'm making this one person significantly happy, right? and laughing so now the people that come along with him or her they all see me as a collective of wow no this guy is super out there i just like his energy and his vibe so it went from that to now i'm very reserved i sit back i don't i'm not the first person who has to initiate everything because my energy already does that mm -hmm. it's kind of weird every <laughs> single time it, it's it's really weird like and i say this all the time where i was telling my buddy as my boy i said bro when we go out to events yeah it's like i'm not saying too much and i'm gonna be the the, the person who's sitting up against the wall taking into account everything that's going on seeing how other people interact boom Somebody walks up to me, hey, what's your name? <laughs> and then I have to ask them why. <laughs> yeah. Who's asking? And then it's just this rabbit hole where they just keep going down. And then I get the, oh, you know, you come off very mysterious. You you have some sort of energy to you that I just I, it gravitated me to, to talk to you and spark a conversation. So I would say it's pretty funny how things came around full circle that I was the person who kind of went out there and looked for that. Mm -hmm. Now it's just looking for me. It's coming to me. Mm. So like, okay, so that's a, so that's interesting because especially when 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 you're out, uh, I I like to think that the energy balances somewhere. So if you you know like you say you're pretty reserved, like you you know you're more of like a back against the wall, just taking it all in and yeah. like letting the energy kind of come to you. Is that that's kind of what's happening? Is like someone comes up to you that maybe like say it's a girl that's got like a lot of energy yeah and then she sees you with like not a, not a lot and it's just like an innate thing of like let me go over there and just like yeah just spice it because like but like you feel so it makes you so open in a way because yeah. like people feel like they can go up and talk to you is there anything like that like like an energy feel like it almost like and what's what's funny is it it, it is because I've been told I come off cryptic again, just another synonym for mysterious. And yeah. that in of itself is what sparks that intrigue that what's what's up with this guy? Yeah. 
Well, why is he the only one in the room not interacting and socializing? And then there's another hand where people would tell me, oh, you know, your face just comes off super standoffish and why are you so angry? And funny part is I'll stand there with a straight face and say, I'm happy. <laughs> they don't know what to say. I'm happy as it gets right now. So, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> And they'll go. I, so I are you that. like? Do you are you actually like really happy? You're just yes. Like, I'm a man who walks around with a pure heart. How can I not be happy? Wow. Okay. So we gotta we gotta we gotta pause for a second, because if I don't ask you this question now, I might forget. So you've already just flooded this podcast with good vocab. Mm. You walked it. You walked in the crib just with great vocab. So I need to know like where this came from because you know people it doesn't matter like where in your education you go whatever education has nothing to do with your vocab from my experience mm. i know people that have done whatever and they sound like me yeah. and i know people that like just independently make an effort to you know have good verbiage yeah where did that come from for you where did you learn the words and then why did you decide to actually act upon it because those are different things so three people initially to first thank for that. My sister Bridget. Yeah. My English teacher, Miss Jackson. Mm. And my producer, engineer, master production, John. Master Appreciate production. It. Great boy. guy. We love Great John. Great guy. John's a good dude, man. Yeah. He's a good man. So initially, my sister, we'll first start with her. When I came here, I used to have a mush field of words to just throw around. I was a kid. I didn't know what anything was. And, you know, my English wasn't the best. Uganda being colonized by England, you would have thought that I came here and spoke proper English, but no, not mm. necessarily. I had a hard time integrating socially with other kids. So she instilled that I have to, you know, present myself well. And you only get a first chance. At, you, you, There's no second chance at a first impression, you get? Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure the first impression I give, offer it, hits hard. Secondly... My English teacher, Miss Jackson, I always had a strong liking for words and just being able to be smooth with words, you know, because of the James Bond movies. And I mm. always was the guy who was like practicing <laughs> slicking my eyebrows in the bathroom and, you know, so anytime we had vocabulary homework, she just put it in a way where it was so fun for me. Really? so fun for me we had mm -hmm. exercises where it was easy for me to keep up with the words like this and we had to come up with all these elaborate stories use our imagination and that's crack for kids yeah using is. your imagination and stories sign me up you it's know crack what i mean for me right now <laughs> that's still my thing and lastly john brought it to my attention where he goes dude you know what i like about you that you do more than other artists around here and i go what he goes you have a way of using words that aren't fluff you don't use the cliche words the you know, and a whole lot of swearing and just a bunch of nothing. You know, people who say a whole lot of nothing, <laughs> you know, I could be the, you know, you're talking to a professional. I could be Tim Harrison coming here and be like, well, you know, I drove here expeditiously and eloquently <laughs> and soliloquies and no, but it's a matter of you hey, know it, you, you know, <laughs> I was kind you, of a bar. <laughs> You know what you're saying and you yeah. know how to deliver it and oh, yeah. all of that takes practice. So mm -hmm. those three people, I think immensely because mm -hmm. 
they really were the driving force for me to keep going, letting me know initially I'm doing something well. It's it's funny how like even like the way I asked that question uh, was like, oh, like what was the inspiration? How'd you learn it? And then what kickstarted you? Yeah. I feel like you literally gave me all three. Like your like your sister inspires you to actually like think about this type of thing teacher is who actually gave you the knowledge to be able to do so and then john was probably just like a late in life like extra boost yeah give you like all right this is something i should actually like be make part of who i am so tying it back into what initially we talked about was standing out i stand out because i don't swear in any of my songs as as frequent as possible you got you can play my songs for anyone and i went two projects without swearing i've never thought about it you know what I, I mean? I never thought about that. All of my music has substance. So with that in mind, let's actually talk a little bit about your most recent project. Do you want to just give a little like like yeah. where you're like a like a smart scape of where you were in that time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, give me give me give me the lowdown. I told myself that I was going to talk about it on the podcast first, and I'm going to break it down and how much of a genius I am. <laughs> I'll say that for myself. I'll validate let's, myself. Let's go. Let's is go. that entire project summer of 22? I broke it down in a way where I'm describing one significant night that happened in the summer in three songs. And I'm painting the entire image of that night. So I'm speaking an allegory. I'm not... Anyone who's listening to it would think, oh, he's probably talking about a girl. He's talking about a heartbreak. He's talking about this. That was... Right? That's what I thought. If you pay attention to how the songs are set up, that is an encrypted message. You should. You had to be there the night we had Jungle Juice. Okay. That is the night I'm talking about summer of 22 okay. was about. Not only the project, but the entirety of summer of 22. You know how when somebody asks you, oh, how did your summer go? And you would just say, bro, you had to be there the night we had Jungle Juice. <laughs> oh, You okay. had to be there the night we had Jungle Juice. Okay. You know what I mean? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So did not think of it that way. Everything ties it into exactly. And that's what makes it art. Because you're supposed to look at a piece and think to yourself, what type of space was that person in for them to write that? That's hence the question. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, where where did this come from? I'm the type of person where I like to challenge the audience. But it's right in plain sight. I'll keep that in mind for the next one. It's right in plain sight. If Summer 23 yeah. ever comes out, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm going to know exactly what's going on. I did that I did that for the previous previous project as well, too. And I'm not going to say too much because I still want to keep as many people as engaged with my discography. But everything is a little Easter egg, and it's supposed to reflect not only what happened in my life, but the rela- relatability within yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want people to listen to my music and say, wow, I see myself in that. You know, I listen to music. People listen to music very differently. You know, some people, that's why people like different kinds of music. That's yeah. what I found. Some people like to listen to the beat. Some people like the lyrics. Some people like um, all these different things. Like, there's, like you know, whatever it is. Uh, so people just want to dance. Energy, you know. So, one more thing. Also, people. some people listen to music to match their energy. Some people Absolutely. listen to music to put them somewhere. Absolutely. Big one. Yeah, that's a big one. I had to, so I had to go back and say it. But... When I listen to music, I think it's different no matter what I'm listening to. It's, what, it's what's allowed me to love a lot of music. It's one of the few things. I get to talk about it actually a lot on the podcast because I let people, artists love to come on. Um, so I get to talk about it a lot. But one thing that I noticed with this project is like 
first song was initially i was like all right this is a good song let me move on to the next one second second song i was like i like the first one better moves on move on to the next one and then it gets jungle juice and i was like this is awesome like this is my favorite one and i put it what the fuck clean up on owl three <laughs> so anyway so i get to the i get to the three songs whatever and i'm like all right let me put this down and come back to it i come back to it and the order completely changes i like um the the night we had was my favorite and then jungle juice was my second favorite and then you had to be there was my third mm-hmm. go back again today and now if you ask me today it's gonna a different again and now yeah. it, it goes basically in order of the album yeah and i feel like any album that can do that like if you can really have three really fucking good songs that are different very different no like jungle juice is not like you had to be there it's not yeah. And I just feel like I need to commend you for that. Like yeah. for, for, for making something that isn't boring, that is not four of the three of the same song. And also now I'm learning has a lot of like background um, meaning. Like background to it. Uh so thank you for making music. And also now that you've done that, do you plan on taking it a new direction from here and maybe trying to appeal to like different types of music as well different types of listeners yeah. because uh this it, it was for someone like me but maybe it wasn't for someone like someone else you know so i'd like to believe that the music that i make appeals to everyone yeah no one's left out in terms of am i going to take it into a new direction it's going to stay the same direction the only thing that's going to change is the execution okay so the execution okay. meaning in that is i already has so many things lined up I was the driving force that held myself back. <laughs> Self-doubt, procrastination, never getting to it, or giving up on myself and the idea was the thing that stood in that way. It took somebody to tell me that I have more resources than I believe and would like to think, reshaped my entire mind. And I applied that within every metric of my life. So it's exciting. I'm a man of few words. Mm-hmm. I'm better at showing you. And I know a lot of people are visual more than audible. Mm-hmm. So once the visuals come out, how can you not? So how it, can you not support yeah, the music? Yeah. Well, I mean, also just the music just being good in the first place. I'll, yeah. So just real quick, look in the camera and just tell people uh, what, what the album is, some of the songs, and and then just like where you can find it just so i can make it into a clip this is gonna be a clip youtube anybody watching right now listen right now this is this is gonna be the clip so just be ready for it because i want to make i want to have you say the clip now because you don't have as much time as i usually got so just go for it afro boy for anzi shout out to dan for letting me on this podcast you can be able to find any type of my music on any streaming platform that you have go on my instagram 4-O-N-Z-I-I Summer of 22 Dot shop Or dot store You'll find it there Take a listen Come and find out Alright Dope See I wanted to do that Because now I want to go off the tan- I want to go off In a new direction So before I forgot I need to make sure I do that uh, You guys just all got a little A little like What is that What is that called well, Like Almost like behind the scenes Absolutely Because usually Like I'll just like Maybe I'll like have someone Like like after I'll be like Wait can you sit back down And do that and I forgot do that, Yeah Boring. It's much more fun to do it in the dead center. This is fucking. And it was one take. One good take. One good take. So now let's just. Uh, we don't. We got like maybe like ten minutes. So when it comes to like 
learning that you had a lot of resources and like getting rid of the procrastination. Yeah. More importantly, the, the latter. Um, how did you kind of find yourself procrastinating? How did you, how have you started to like avoid that? Start getting on your stuff a little bit quicker? Like, cause procrastination, whether you like it or not, will always be around for you as well. Yeah. It's not like it's, you, you've solved procrastination either. Uh, but how do you like go about procrastinating and avoiding that? So I want everybody to know this. There is more within you than you think. And fear hides within procrastination and hides you back from being and holds you back from being anything that you can potentially be and more. That being said, you have to look at the environment that you're within, let alone internally and externally. So meaning the people around you mold how you see yourself. We all mirror the world and each other in some way. And this goes back to the beginning of this conversation. If you're around a bunch of people who procrastinate, you're going to be the fifth, the sixth, whatever number it is. It takes a long road. It takes a lot of soul searching. It takes plenty of hours that people are not going to see behind the scenes for you to fully understand self, for you to know what resonates and aligns with you. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it will be well worth it. I am not a, a YouTube guru to sit here and tell you you have to wake up in the morning and run six miles, do some Rocky Balboa challenge, and, <laughs> you know, throw jabs and hooks at frozen meat at butcher shops. That's not me. I'm going to tell you that it is a simple, but the simplicity in it is what makes it complicated for some people because they think there's more to it when there's not reevaluate yourself reevaluate the people that you talk to and the conversations that you have and i promise you you will see a difference regardless of how small regardless of how big you will see that difference and keep going for it and stay consistent with that difference and it's going to push you higher heights yeah you ever thought about being a pastor <laughs> <laughs> So for some people who I've told this so many times, I'm a man of faith. I'm not a man of religion, but Oof. that Oof. that in of itself is very weird for some people. They see that as a like eyebrow razor. Oh, no, that's me, too. I don't really I don't subscribe. I don't subscribe, you know, like to the but I completely understand. I feel like. Let me think before I speak. You're, you're convincing me to think before I speak. This is new. Uh, I feel like there's so much, and like, and when I I'm being vague because it's vague, but there just is so much. There's a lot of life. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of like people. There's a lot of purpose. There's a lot of everything, and then don't even get me started on like actual physical like space like yeah. however much space there is i think i read something the other day it said the age the like age of the universe like they just may have found some evidence that may double it from like 13.4 billion to 26 but numbers that don't even make sense to us yeah so i feel like there's probably something yeah so that would like maybe make a religious like like me subscribing to a religion make make it more 
like that that has validity to me more now than ever because it's like with so much it's nice to have like a thing yeah but i just believe in positive energy and like a lot of love i i think love is like and not just like love like you got a girlfriend you got a wife like that's like the most basic of shits yeah i mean like love like really enjoying someone else's success Absolutely. Uh, love in the sense of like holding the door for somebody, like love for yourself. When you wake up and, and look at yourself in the mirror, you got to be like, damn, he's pretty cool. He's a cool yeah. guy. And uh, so that's my that's my spirit is like love and giving and positivity. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not always that guy. No one ever is. But the more you can put out, as you said, we're mirrors of each other. Uh, the more you can put out, the more people will receive. So with that in mind, how much do you feel like you're trying to better other people's lives because I know you've been on a big self journey to put, get yourself in a position like like you are right now. Absolutely. But now, how much is that maybe because you're on like the other end of that fence right now, where you now can kind of see some things? How much are you now trying to help other people? I'll open it up by saying, enjoyment is the younger sibling of love. Ooh. If love is hard for you to find in whatever you do day to day. What do you enjoy? What do you enjoy out of what you're doing? That will answer a whole lot and will fix a whole lot to piggyback off of what you said. Some people may sit here and say all the things you listed were out of generosity. I can be able to say that you just enjoy being a good person. Therefore, you emit the strongest force in the universe, which is love. Mm. Love always wins. Love defeats all. As much as many people look at it one-dimensionally, as you said earlier, it's not just marital love or love for your dog, love for smoking weed, love for not, you know, doing too much or love for having a carefree, soft life. What do you actually enjoy? What do you love doing? Do you love seeing other people smile? Do you love providing for other people? Do you love nurturing? Do you enjoy waking up and saying, man, I have a fantastic life? Because those are all fantastic motivators. And motivation in and of itself is fickle. It's not even real. Yo, that's <laughs> a really good point because I actually read something about this, about how you know? motivation almost doesn't exist because yeah. people because people then can point and say, I'm not motivated to do this. Yeah. But that's never true. It, it comes and it goes. And I know that is, it, it can split a lot of heads because people aren't used to hearing motivation as well because they're going to say, what do you mean? I feel motivated to go to the gym. No. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it's not just that. But it's, it, you know, Tuesday you may want to go to the gym, but Wednesday when you still have to go to the gym, what's going to be there? Mm. Motivation, it left the chat. So now what's there? <laughs> it, it, thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Got Discipline. And then if people have a hard time contextualizing what discipline is, enjoyment enjoyment is the younger sibling of love because then once you operate off of you enjoy what you do you enjoy looking good you enjoy going to the gym and sweating out the toxins then it starts to become love now you love doing this because you've mastered it you do it on autopilot you don't need somebody to motivate you <laughs> you don't need anything to push you up out of bed you do these things the same way that you brush your teeth because you enjoy having fresh breath. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yo, did you read to learn this stuff or did you think this stuff? I experienced this stuff. You always got me beat. I got, I got, hey, you got to come back 
some other time. Yeah. And I got to come correct with some better questions. Please. This is what makes it organic. I want every viewer to know I told him. Do not write anything down. None of this is scripted. This is all organic, and this is what makes it phenomenal. This is some bullshit, because he made me look stupid. I got to, next time, next time, I'm not going to write nothing down. I won't write anything down. Yeah. I'll just be ready. Absolutely. I'll just be ready, because I was not, I, I, I you know, we, we're already at around 30 minutes. So we can wrap up soon. I was not ready for, for who I was exactly running into. Yeah. Um, and so for anybody that is just not getting your introduction to Fon- to Fonzie. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to find out through the music, through whatever's coming next. Hopefully, you got to do more stuff like this. Absolutely. Do more podcasts. Find some other podcasts. Absolutely. I got a podcast. Like a, you know who Turntable Teachers is? Whoever it is. I'll it's ho- all a, it's I'm going to hook you up with him because he's, he's a cool dude. And he and he, by Turntable, he's, he's like a, he used to te- he teaches and he does uh, music stuff. He like yeah. promotes. So, so I'm I'm def I'm sending you, sending him your profile as soon as we're done with this. So you're, he's gonna be on more podcasts for sure. Uh, you're gonna be releasing more visuals, hopefully. More, yeah, absolutely, and more 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 music. If not more content, because content is relatively the same as the music because it's just gonna keep explaining itself. I'm a person of quality over quantity. So in conclusion, with that, to go back before before I forget saying this is. I liked every single minute of this podcast. And I want you to know it was easy for me because I only saw you and I. Whoever is watching this, the camera right there, it was simple for me because this is a normal conversation the same way if you told me, hey, let's go grab a coffee over at Tate. Let's go get something at Cafe Nero. Mm-hmm. Simple stuff, you know? And it takes practice. But all in all, it was easy for me to kind of bring down and... I want to say subdue, but, you know, just make my anxiety, even though it's not really there, but the anxiety of tripping up on my words to a minimal, close to non-existent, knowing that I'm talking to another person. And I enjoy doing that. I enjoy having conversations of value, things of substance, and just phenomenal experiences because regardless if this was videotaped or not, this experience is going to last a lifetime. It's an experience, is right. It's, it's an experience, a, a huge right. experience. This is what I, so I, I uh, I'm going to say one more, I have to ask you one more question before I, I then ask you my final question. That, real quick. Um, so do you write poetry, I assume? No. I actually would make fun of poetry. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. Listen, I'm not a huge poetry guy, but like, <laughs> you, you speak poetry. So it's like, I feel like you would be the type to write poetry. That was my question, but that's I insane. speak eloquently. A lot of the way poetry. I carry my, yeah, I carry myself the way that I do because it's things I saw on TV. <laughs> and I was a kid who wanted to be adored and admired by beautiful women. <laughs> that's really it. Yes. That's really yes. it. So I saw how guys in the sitcoms who pretended to be poets mm. would say, to be or not to be, shall I compare thee to a bouquet of roses before I bleed? 
And then the girls would say, oh my God, that's so dreamy. <laughs> So now you're a walking poet. You know what I my mean? Poetry. Things so like that were my driving motivators, and I'm keeping it as transparent as possible. Yeah. I'm not the guy who's going to come up here and spew hot BS, you know? Very honest. Very honest. And with that in mind, so now... We have now we're running up on the conclusion of the of the podcast. So yeah, episode one hundred and three, not in the books, but basically in the books. How was your experience on the podcast? Podcast phenomenal. Mmm, phenomenal. Phenomenal. You get to I come see, here and speak. I see high potential for this, and this is something that should be way more out there. I believe it's already out there. Speaking in present time. Mm. After this, may it reach the higher heights that it's supposed to be at because. Boston needs more of this, and I think that this is just a safe space for not only musicians, but creatives, great minds. Let's not limit it to only just people who do forms of entertainment, because there's other people who have wisdom doing day-to-day jobs. For sure. Yo, you just wrote my, like, what what, what is that? You just wrote my, like, company... Slogan? Uh, slo- not slogan. Stanza? Not stanza. I should be a ghostwriter, right? You should write for you should write like marketing material. That was some good marketing material. Is what it was. Mission statement. John Linger. <laughs> John told me he's like, dude, you need a mission statement. I was like, I don't, I don't got one of those. That so is I, that is how he would lean into the camera and say it. Too. I mean, to the microphone. That, dude, you really need to get a mission statement. Yeah, that's one thing I'm good at is impressions. He say, like, dude, if you don't have a mission statement, how are you gonna align your product? Like, and then he just and then you just <laughs> he'd say, dude. If I had the don't dad hat on, he, don't make that. Dude. <laughs> we love you, John. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You, dude, what are you doing? Oh, man. You really need a mission statement. I'm t- yeah. Dude, I had this one product. I had a mission statement on. Yeah, it completely 10x. <laughs> 10x. <laughs> you just did that to him. That's so funny. I hope John's. I hope John watches this. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on. I shake Absolutely. the hand of my of, of my counterpart. Thank you for making this an enjoyable half hour. Hopefully, you guys all enjoyed too. Even though I imagined like you weren't even here. Absolutely. As far as we're concerned, you guys weren't even here. This was just a regular sit down at a cafe. Congratulations on being a fly on the wall at Cafe Nero with me and Fonzie. Peace out. <laughs>